We are doing a live podcast in Los Angeles, California, October 7th at 8 p.m. It's going to be awesome. Stand up by past guest Annie Letterman, stand up by me, then a live pod, and then potentially a very special musical guest. We're still working that part out. But uh, once again, that's uh, October 7th in Los Angeles at the Hollywood Improv. Click the link in the bio for tickets. Just $10, ages 18 plus. And this will sell out, so don't wait. We've already sold half the tickets, so get on it. And then you can come see me in Oxnard, California at Levity Live on October 24th at 8 p.m. Click the link in the bio for that. I got to shout out our Patreon page again. We got pod vlogs, and we're going to be posting bonus episodes up there soon. Uh, We just hired Oliver to take control of that, so we're going to be posting, we hope, we expect to be posting a lot of bonus content. And uh, yeah, we just want to be able to like pay the bills with that shiz. So $5 a month on Patreon, patreon.com slash I'm sorry, dad. If you have the money, uh, we'll take it. But if you don't, don't worry about it. But, but if you can spare $5 a month, that would be a huge help to us. Thank you. We're poor. But the most effective way you can help the podcast is by telling a friend. That's it. If you like the podcast, tell somebody. You can rate and review it. And that's it. That'll help us grow. And then uh, Brandon and I can, uh, you know, quit. Once we make enough money, we're stopping the podcast. Fuck all of you. On this episode, we have comedian and podcaster Jamie Kilstein. Jamie has a fascinating past. Uh, He uh, has been a comedian for years, but he started to be known for being a social justice warrior. He was a hardcore liberal and gained a huge following on Twitter doing that stuff. And then he just got obsessed with it. He got addicted to posting whatever would get him likes and stuff. He got addicted to the outrage culture. He was one of the forefronts of the so-called outrage culture. And then he entered a world of deep depression because he was just being so negative all the time. (laughs) He's a new man. He is a reformed uh, and he's doing much better, but he's got a really interesting story. It's, it's a really good listen about how people can get like addicted to social media and like addicted to just like tweeting, uh, whatever's the popular opinion. So fascinating pod. Uh, Jamie's got an awesome podcast called the Jamie Kilstein podcast. Uh, please follow him on Instagram. He's trying to move from Twitter, which is known for hate to Instagram, which is, which is known for vanity. So Jamie's posting a bunch of topless bathroom self bathroom mirror selfies and, uh, maybe some dick pics too. Uh, just kidding about that. Those last two parts, no bathroom selfies, no dick pics on Jamie Kilstein's Instagram, which is at Jamie Kilstein podcast. Do it. All right. Enjoy this episode with comedian and former social justice warrior, Jamie Kilstein. Uh, I need water. Do you have a dry mouth? That's a good way to start a podcast. Just put the mic immediately down, huh? Just, it's all right. All right. So rise, rise off. Is this a real fight? Because if it is, I I don't, I don't want to take sides. (laughs) I assume this is banter you guys do, right? Yeah. 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 No, no, it's totally banter. Rise a piece of shit and he's, uh, and he's getting a glass of water. Great. He's going to drink for his fucking dumb mouth. Yeah. Drink it. (laughs) For his dumb mouth. For his dumb mouth. And throat. Nice. Hydrations for cucks. Sorry, I've been on Twitter all day. <laughs> I ain't no snowflake. What is a cuck? Uh, a cuck, oh, this is great. A cuck is, well, here's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid conservatives are using that as like the new way to say like. The F word. Yeah, but it's not homophobic, which is odd. But they say it with that same like 
ton of venom. Right. Um, yeah. But so Cuck is a dude who likes to watch his wife get fucked. Oh, so that's right. cuckolding. Yeah, I've heard of that. So Cuck has turned into Republicans like calling like uh, liberal males like bitches essentially. Like you like to watch your wife get fucked oh, by another dude. Sure. Um, but there is a nice ring to it. Republicans are definitely, I feel like the one thing they have right now is they're they got the name calling kind of down. Like Snowflake and Cuck is infinitely funnier than like Drumpf or whatever the fuck yeah. we call Trump. Or like he's orange. It's like, yeah, but <laughs> Cuck's hilarious. Yeah. That's the problem. That is better. <laughs> yeah. And Snowflake, that is a Snowflake is a what? Feminine dude? Uh, no, I think Snowflake is like, special, oh, you all think you're like precious. Yeah, and okay. special. Which I'm like, yeah. That's yeah. why I live in Los Angeles, because yeah. I'm special. <laughs> that precious. makes sense. Yeah, and precious. And I'm precious. very precious. I want to change... Uh, yeah, it's so interesting now, like, um, on social media, where it's like, if you're a liberal in, like, every way possible, but you, like share a Jordan Peterson article or maybe something that's like moderate or whatever, they're automatically like, like now you're right wing. Yeah. Or then if you're like a conservative and you're like, gay people are fine. They're like, now you're a fucking liberal, whatever. Yeah. So like now I want to change. I haven't had the balls to, but I want to change my Twitter bio. Cause I get shit from both sides now. So I want to change my Twitter bio to like a alt right liberal cucktard. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Satisfy everybody. Sat- just why yeah. not? People, have- you can't do that. You can't take our, that. yeah, you're appropriating cuck culture or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't fucking get it anymore. Do uh-huh. that. That's like being a Red Sox fan and a Yankees fan. Yeah, it's yeah. impossible. Yeah, who who also likes to watch his wife get fucked? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's. Go- I'm going to uh, Big Bear uh, tonight with my girlfriend. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be great, and I'm. I'd like to invite all of you guys. What? Because I want to watch you guys fuck my girlfriend. Oh God, there it is. There. Thanks God, our producer Oliver is friends <laughs> with her. Uh, been friends for a couple of years. Would you like to fuck Jenny Oliver? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Right, good, on, good on you, Oliver. <laughs> all right. Sorry, I just wanted to break the ice a little bit. No, for, that's a good way to for break all of the. I'll watch. What if you find out tonight that half your audience are like these like burly mountain men, and they just like <laughs> show up with like their like axes yeah. and like lumberjacket? I'm yeah. so not a man. I'm like, what do people? What do what do men have? Axes? Yeah. And then I ran out of things to list. <laughs> axes, a axes, and I guess they're gonna fuck her eyes, girlfriend. Yeah. It's manly. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's chill with me. I can uh, split some wood. I used to split wood. Did you, you used to be an axeman? I used to be an axeman. Oh, man. Uh, I, was, I, I was such a fucking wiener where my first girl, like, serious girlfriend, like, I was, like, 20. Her dad was, like, super, uh, she was fucking cute. Man. I think about her a lot. I think I fucked that one up where she was just, like, this cute kind of, like, tattooed goth adjacent chick, but she was, like, fucking funny and filthy and she was tough where her dad was like super conservative redneck where he literally pulled out a gun and just put it on the table and he would drink too mm-hmm. um first time i heard the n-word i'll tell you that right. um and uh so he was really scary but ever since she was a kid he just had her go fucking chop wood and so oh. he would just be like i gotta go chop wood and you'd think <laughs> as like the boyfriend i'd be like i'm gonna ha- i tried once yeah and i was just like you will get this done faster <laughs> and i would just sadly like sit in her room and watch South Park while she would just be like, just like chop chopping wood and then wood. come up and I guess fuck me. I can't even say I fuck her. If she's chopping wood and then comes upstairs, she fucked me. Wipes sweat off her head. <laughs> All right, let's do this, babe. Yeah, throws her axe in the corner. <laughs> 
bend over, Jamie. Yeah. Well, if you're listening, Jen, oh, I don't want to cuddle right now. No, not afterwards. cuddling's for cucks. Uh, Jen, if you are listening, you can also fuck rise a girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> That'd nice. be great, yeah. Jen. Welcome, Big Bear. Welcome to my girlfriend's bus. <laughs> so, like Jamie, Jamie Kilstein. Yeah. Hello, dude. Hi, buddy. Oh, right. <laughs> we didn't introduce me. Yeah, no. Shit, yeah. It's so fun hanging out with, like, comics again. And, like, even, like, when I was, like, super political, even welcome to my girlfriend's puss. I'm like, that's such a silly, funny thing. And I was like, oh, I'd be in trouble. I can't, oh, yeah. I can't say that. Yeah. yeah. Well, not not anymore. I can say whatever I want. Because you've mm. totally uh, rebranded yourself, as you like to say. I didn't rebrand. <laughs> I rock bottomed. And I, uh, no, I didn't rebrand. That's what's so fucking obnoxious. Where it's what I was talking about in the beginning. Where I remember I went on Joe Rogan's show. Yeah, wait. Let's, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's, give let's, us a rundown. Yeah. You're a comedian. Uh, I'm a comic. Um, I, be, I mean, how much of a rundown? Uh, well, for someone like, like me, who I don't I know the full story. Ex- or, explain your. In quotes, transformation to so, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even... Uh, okay, so uh, I was a comic for a really long time. And, I mean, here's what really happened was um, I went, like, ultra... I'm still very liberal, um, but I went to the kind of liberal where it's like, you're not even talking about income inequality or wars. You just kind of, like, wake up and you go on Twitter uh-huh. and you see what people are offended about. Yeah. And then you have to be the loudest person. Yeah. So, and that can happen on the right as well. Um, uh-huh. But it's more like Twitter... Like, Twitter? I don't even like saying Twitter activism because, like, there's some Twitter activism that's great, right? Like, Black Lives Matter and, and shit like that. But... Um, it's, a, it's like a different kind of trolling. It's almost. like... Yeah, it's like... Um, uh, it's like hipster. It's it's like hipster politics, where it's like, like oh, you were offended by that. Well, I was only offended by like the live stuff, you know. Like yeah. I was only like, like I was a fan of being offended, like before you were a fan. Like, oh yeah. Like you're offended at the guy who said the thing about the black person. Well, why aren't you offended that he didn't say something about like a black trans person or like? Yeah, well, yeah, what about yeah, the yeah, wait? Hold yeah. on. What about the black trans person in like a wheelchair? And then someone's like, <laughs> what if the wheelchair identifies as crutches? And you're just like, oh my god, this is like insane. They're turning and, politics into like bands. They're just that's what I'm talking. Yeah. About. They're just trying to one up each other and I'm like I don't buy that half the people by the way half the people most of the people who are the loudest about this are like straight white people yeah um, and uh, which I, I I used to do that too um, and it, a lot so much of it is just about retweets and projection mm. and social media addiction right mm-hmm. it just happens to be political and because because that's for, a new thing. It's a new thing, yeah. and, and and also because you feel like you're you are doing it for a cause, right? Like I do support LGBT rights, I do support women's rights, I do support um, uh, intersectionality, all that stuff. It's hard to realize that you're being a fucking douchebag mm. because you're like, oh, I'm not a douchebag. I'm a douchebag for the cause, right. a, you know. And like I remember there was literally a time when like my mom, who's like struggled with alcoholism and like needs to talk to me, I should to be a good son. And literally, my, someone was like, uh, I think my ex-wife was like, your mom's on the phone. And I was like, uh, tell her I'll call her back. I'm tweeting about feminism. And it's like, right. go fuck myself. Like, yeah. I'm a piece of shit. Um, so that was kind of the world I was in. But the main reason I was in it is because uh, 
I did. Uh, I've done stand up since I was seventeen. I dropped out of high school, started doing stand up, um, and I actually came up watching. I was working the door with Pete Holmes at the Boston Comedy Club, and we were watching Chappelle come by every night, and David Tell and Jim Norton, and all these guys used um, the term political correctness, and I always saw them. As liberal, you know, the yeah. first guy who took me out on the road after seeing me was like Mark Maron. He was much more oh, political nice. back then. Um, and all those guys to me were like lefties because totally. we were like misfits. We were right. like fuck up, right? Especially like Chappelle. And so I started hearing all these terms like political correctness, blah, blah, blah. And then the first time I heard it outside of comedy, because they were talking about it as people who were policing comics on stage. And then when I heard it outside of comedy, it was like Bill O'Reilly and Fox News. And I'm like, why are these like gross right wing guys using like the same words that like Attell and Norton were using? And like like what? Well, political correctness, where Bill uh, okay. O'Reilly would be like, political correctness has gone mad. Oh, okay. But then you yeah. go to the comedy seller table and it's like political correctness has gone mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so that was like my first kind of like, oh weird. Comedy is like kind of separated from politics a little bit. Um so I kept kind of doing my stuff, and my stuff was very left-wing. Um, it was left-wing during George Bush, so I actually made most of my living in the U.K. and uh, Australia. Cool. So I would go over there, get a bunch of money. Because they hated him. Because they hated him, and also they treat comedy like an art. Like Bill Hicks blew up over there. Yeah. So I was because I was an American ostracized from America, every newspaper compared me to fucking Bill Hicks. Huh, nice. I mean, it's lazy, but at the time, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I grew up on Hicks and Carlin and stuff like that. Um, and my chopping wood manly girlfriend, I think, got, was probably the one who got me into Hicks. I bet you. Dude, she spoke like marble reds, too. Wow. <laughs> I miss her. Uh, and so... <laughs> so uh, uh, so fu- you miss being fucked by her. I miss being <laughs> fucked by her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so she, uh, she. I'm, I'm literally thinking about her right now. I'm like, huh. Oh, getting uh, an erection right now. Oh my so god. I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you fucking <laughs> me to me in two years. He came on my podcast, <laughs> was pretending to talk about politics, and he had a boner. Um, okay, so so I was doing all that, and then I had this year that was like. The year I was almost famous is like the year you have heat. Where like I got into Montreal Comedy Festival, I did Conan, um, I did the show The Green Room that Provenza used to host, yeah. and uh, that went viral. Um, and it seemed like I was going to make it. Like Robin Williams got me as like manager and agent, and then because I was political, I was like the guy. I mean, dude, you may have even gotten this a little bit just from agents and stuff that don't get YouTube or don't get like social media where would get like industry was like, man, we love what you do. And I was like, great. You want to do something together? And they're like, Oh Jesus Christ. No, like you do that. I'll get fired. And, and, (laughs) and and that was kind of it. And everything just kind of petered out. And, you know, at the time we started a podcast before everyone had a podcast and the podcast was starting to make a bunch of money. But as I was doing less comedy and um, my ex started doing like really left-leaning journalism, we started to get more political fans and kind of less comedy fans. Right. So we would start to get emails about how, you know, like I would never say an offensive word. Like I would never like, like, be like women are cunts or like gay people are this, but like our language was like completely 
free, you know, we would I'd call George Bush a cunt, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It was like that. And we would we'd talk about whatever we wanted, but we started to get just people right in. You can't say that. That's offensive. You can't do that. Oh, and damn. at the same time, the more left wing we got, some of the comedy fans were kind of like, ah, this is getting fucking preachy. Yeah. And so our audience sort of flipped mm-hmm. and we started taking sort of sides more along the lines of the people who were getting offended as opposed to like, hey, it's a joke. Let's talk about things that really matter. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, it's like that's also where our livelihood was coming from. I can always speak totally. for me, not her. But like for me, a lot of the stuff I didn't, I did not believe in it, but a lot of the stuff I was like, oh, this is silly. We don't need to apologize for this or this is whatever. But I also wasn't getting booked as a comic. Um getting a bunch of money doing this progressive podcast and I have a chip on my shoulder about being fucking stupid where dropped out of high school um, even though I've been on like MSNBC with like best-selling authors and stuff I, I always have that high school dropout chip on my shoulder and my wife was this really smart journalist so on the show I got to kind of play the role of like the dumb dumb dick joke guy mm-hmm. um and when it came to me being like, do we need to be offended at that? Or like, is this, I'd get shot down pretty quickly and just sort of like take it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's w- why uh, I started just to kind of go more and more uh, in that direction. So that's like how that yeah. started. So that's how you got like, yeah, I, I totally understand that. You're, you started pretty much a company. And uh, you started a brand, pretty much. Right. It's kind of a dirty word. And the audience shifted. The audience uh, audience Yeah, you're supplying uh, what you needed to your audience, pretty much. And what we were talking about before, we're like, because it's left wing, you're like, well, I guess it's good, even if I feel... And especially, like, me as, like, a straight white guy, it's like, if someone's like, this is offensive, you're kind of like, I mean, fuck, I guess you're right. Because that was also... I mean, the thing is, with the internet... And, like, I'm sure your, like, listeners go through this, too. We pretty much just follow people we agree with. Yeah. So um, you don't really want to, like, like say, like, a dissenting opinion. Um, and your opinion, if you just regurgitate what all your friends are saying, will get you those likes and will yeah, get you yeah, those. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, um, like, here's an example that... I hope I don't lose your audience with, but like Mm -hmm. I wrote this piece that went, that kind of blew up last week. Um, And like Sam Harris posted it and Joe Rogan posted it. And uh, it was about how, well, one of the subjects was like when John McCain died, I would have been the first one to rush to like a fuck you John McCain joke. Cause I disagree with pretty much everything uh, he like voted for. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though he did a lot of really good things, especially for a Republican. Right. And he was like a badass during the Vietnam war. But during my days, I couldn't have said that. Cause that means I'm like a a war supporter, which Mm -hmm. I'm not. Um, Or the fact that like, I feel like liberals on Twitter, they just want to tell you why you're bad. Like anytime you tweet like, man, I really like this movie. Like they're just like, here's why this movie's problematic. You're like, yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah. man. It's just so annoying. Yeah, I yeah. just wanted to go to the movies. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't support, I don't know who the, the cinematographer was yeah. who like one time, like whatever. Sure. Um, I saw some people tweeting about Black Panther or what white people just like, guys, this is for 
Oh my God. This is for black people. Don't go to the movies this weekend. It's for them. Yeah. And and it's just like, hey, if it's for them, then why the fuck are you on Twitter making it about you, you asshole? (laughs) That's exactly what you're doing. You're being like, ah, attention, attention. White person here with a thought on blacks. Um, Yeah. And that's actually, that's like kind of racist to be like, guys, it's for black people. Yeah. Yeah, Let 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 them have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They outsource the job to me to tell you guys uh, as a fellow white. They earned it. Well, and it's like, (laughs) but you also, you don't get attention if you... I talked about this on my podcast the other day. You don't get attention if you... I've been desperately trying, like, not to tweet about politics and just to post positive shit. But, like, if I tweet, I really liked crazy rich Asians, it'll get, like, one favorite, right? But if I tweeted, like, um, do all Asians have to be, like, rich? And, like, why weren't there, like, Asians in wheelchairs? And, like, you yeah. know, blah, blah, blah. Then it'll be, like... Pew, 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 pew. Right. Or if I went the fucking conservative way and it was, like, fuck Asians, then that would also blow up for the wrong <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, when you're just, like, hey, I like the thing, yeah. people are, like, I don't care. To be overwhelmingly negative is rewarded. But now. you look at the shit that's trending. Yeah. Like when you saw Norm Macdonald was trending this week, was there any part of you that was like, this is going to be something positive? No, I was like, no, God damn no. it. Yeah. How, they <laughs> yeah. got Norm. He either what? died or he's in trouble. Or he's in trouble. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's yeah. like when, whenever I see a city trending, I'm yeah. like, there's either a shooting, shooting. Yeah. or it's a sports thing I don't get. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's yeah. it. Totally. You know what I mean? Um, and so, so anyway, so, uh, uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Or what were you talking about? I think about? you were about to get started with you. You were getting addicted to the likes and stuff. And addicted uh, to the social. Oh, yeah. And that's right. Yeah. I was talking about like for your audience too, where it's like when you get out of your echo chamber. So I've started following a lot of people who are more moderate now too. I still follow a lot of like hardcore lefties uh, as well. But it's just been so fucking fascinating where I haven't changed my mind on a lot of issues. Like I'm not like fucking packing a gun or like yeah. like like oh, I got to get out of here to protest that planned parenthood but like yeah i i'm starting to like this sounds so hyperbolic but like see them as human beings where i fucking loathe to make a McCain right and again because on twitter it's easy to see people not as humans but as mm-hmm. twitter avatars mm-hmm. um i probably would have fucking made fun of her too and not seen her as a human being whose dad died because she's a public figure and she affects whatever. And it almost seems like on Twitter, it seems like a video game when you just trash people. Right. Mm. And so the edgy thing to do when McCain died was look at all these fucking sheep (laughs) celebrating John McCain. But like, what about all the Iraqis who died? Which by the way, Hillary Clinton supported that war as well. Or like, what about like this? And it's like, Cool, right. These are all important things to talk about, right? But because I follow these moderates, somebody retweeted into my feed Meghan McCain's first statement on her dad dying. And dude, it was fucking like, like I broke down. Like I read it, I was just crying. It was just like so sweet and wonderful. And I was like, right. She's a politician who said shitty things or a political pundit or whatever, and he was a politician, but she's also, like, a girl who lost her dad. Totally. Like, fuck, do I need for retweets to jump on and be like, hey, I know about, like, a thing she said on The View once that was problematic, so, like, Mm. good, I'm glad her fucking dad died. It's like, go fuck yourself, guys. Like, like, wait, like, Ted Kennedy was our hero, right? He had really great votes, arguably the reason that we have a better healthcare system right now. 
uh, homeboy drunkenly like drove into a fucking lake and a girl died because he swam to safety and instead of calling 911 called his political advisors mm-hmm. like he's a fucking asshole too right but yeah. like he died and we like right. you know I don't know so I'm just like I think that shit's toxic and like what was I, the thing like was there a specific thing that made you realize that Oh yeah, my life, uh, my life got destroyed. Uh, uh, my uh, complete rock bottom. That's the thing. I can't take credit for anything that happened. Like I'll do podcasts and like, hey man, it's really brave that you like saw your mistakes and like you know intellectually like turned around. And I'm like, oh no 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 no. That's not what happened. I had a incredibly messy divorce and people said a bunch of bullshit about me and all of my friends and liberals turned on me uh, in a fucking harp in like a day. Yeah, I lost all of my money. Like, my girlfriend in L.A. was, like, the only person, like, keeping me afloat. I was Googling ways to kill myself uh, and then sort of made the decision. uh, Literally, it's like I either kill myself or I I try to make myself the the best person possible. Um, Killing killing yourself is way easier. So much easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not though. I because I I was googling and I looked it up and uh, this is true. Um, If you Google ways to kill yourself, the first site that comes up, it's like I I googled like painless ways or whatever. The first site that comes up is. it's like it's like painless ways to kill yourself, whatever. And you click it, and you hear this fucking goddamn like Christian acoustic guitar, and it's like, just kidding, we're all God's children. Uh, stay with us. I was like, yeah. well, now I'm definitely gonna kill myself because yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even fucking trust you, assholes. Yeah, you tricked I, me. Yeah, I was just fucking like rickrolled by the goddamn <laughs> fucking liars in this. Oh, if I can't trust you, I definitely can't trust my family or my friends. So yeah. like, I'm gonna fucking write a suicide note, and just for you guys, I'm gonna dedicate. I'm gonna be like, I. I was gonna kill him. I wasn't gonna kill myself until I found this website. I'm gonna pin it all on them. Just let uh, me kill myself in peace, dude. I was so fu- also like how oh, I was so upset. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can't just fucking like task rabbit uh, a suicide. So then I finally found an honest website. Um, and but even then, I don't know how you judge painless ways. It's not like if someone like hangs himself. It's like well, I know it was painless because he was given like the okay symbol. Yeah, or, like, like you know what I mean. Know. Yeah, you have God, no way like, of knowing. No, people say this is a Nazi. <laughs> symbol now and they're gonna yeah, screenshot yeah. it and call me I'll do this ah, yeah. peace uh, and so uh so then I finally I found a I found a site and it was like it was like uh, uh, hanging yourself uh, apparently is is whatever. So I, I bought all the shit because my girlfriend it, was out of town. It's what? Relatively pain, painless? That's what they say, but I'm like... You don't know if like, as soon as you do it, there's like you feel red ants biting you for the rest Dude, of eternity. Forever. You know, yeah, forever. Uh, and uh, so my girlfriend was out of town and my girlfriend... When me and my girlfriend met and she was just like beautiful and we started dating like two months before this happened. Mm-hmm. And... When we first, so my thing that I like to do, it hasn't worked yet, but I still do it, is uh, on like first date, if I think it's going to be relationshipy, uh, I'm like, what do you suck at at relationships? And I'll tell you what I suck at, <laughs> and then we'll be aware of it, and then we can like work on it. Mm. And she's like, well, um, I get jealous sometimes about nothing, and then I get very mean. And I was like, well, I'm just happy you like me, so fuck it. And I just completely ignored like all the, like, my brother was like, what does she look like? And I was like, oh, she's beautiful, she's blonde, she's Covered in red flags, just like yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. And she's uh, beautiful. She's blonde. The sex is crazy. Her dad's not in her life. No, <laughs> oh my god, dude! Ah, I don't want to. She, 
one time after this insane jealous thing that she had to like apologize for because it was like, especially after all that shit that happened to me, I was like, it was so frustrating because I was like, I'm not going to look at another girl. Like, I'm so happy to be in a fucking relationship that I'm like, I, I, I cut all like my, even my girlfriends out of my life. Like, yeah, jealous relationships are fucking toxic. I usually thought it was just guys who did that shit, but like checking my face, all that stuff. But so one time I like confronted her and I was just like, can we figure out where this, cause you wouldn't go to therapy. And I was like, can we figure out where this is coming from so we can like work on it or I can like empathize or whatever. And I was like, were you cheated on? And she was like, no. And I was just like, like, what could it be? And she's like, I don't know. I mean, my dad had a secret family. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> what the oh, fuck wow. is a secret family? Your dad had a secret family? That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. And she was yeah. like, I mean, it could be. I was like, no. Your dad had a secret family that yeah. you were da- like, yes, of course that's what it is. So anyway, so... She was really jealous, and because the shit being said about me had to do with, like, exes and stuff like that. Um, and I should say, by the way, uh, for any of your, like, terrified young listeners, nothing was said about me in, like, a gropey way or, like, a consent way or a sex when drunk way. It was because I was labeled as this self-righteous male feminist saying that I, like had consensual sex on the road um, with someone who was like a fan of mine or saying that I flirted on d- uh, DM. Uh, I, nothing sexual. No, I've never sent a dick pic. I'm like too self-conscious. You gotta do um, it, dude. It's great. Is it great? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Oh, it's the best. All right. Um, <laughs> hip, hip. Uh, <laughs> such a creepy looking at camera. Um, and, uh, but, so it was shit like that, but because it's fun to laugh at the ha-ha male feminist guy does normal guy shit fuck him yeah um which is what it turned into so just to be like super clear um and and most of the stuff written wasn't even fucking true or there was like a very heavy other side to it but even if it was all true which it wasn't it's still not a thing there still shouldn't be the word accusation in front of it or misconduct or anything like creepy like that Mm. um and it sucks i still walk around with that as like if i go on a date if i uh if i if i lose a booking um if i i think i'm close to like a book deal something like that it's just like wow this fucking thing's gonna come up like like you were accused of something worse that i can't even like imagine um but there's no way to be like here's the evidence i didn't do it because it's so vague and weird and innocuous but the headlines make it look very like sensational does that make sense yeah yeah yeah. um so anyway so so that's what happened oh so my girlfriend she was out of town when i was uh doing the old google suicide thing because i was like well everyone else left me and this girl's already jealous i'm like there's no fucking way she's sticking with me but she was probably just like well no girl's gonna get him anymore so i don't have anything to be jealous about and she was a rock man like she got me through all of it but before she came yeah i looked it up i went i bought the rope thing and then here here was the the saddest part that happened i was like looking at how to (laughs) i was like looking at how to tie the knots yeah and uh like i got kicked out of cub scouts right so i'm like looking at how to do this and I can't 
fucking tie the knot right mm. and I start crying because I'm like I'm gonna be that guy who like I go to jump and I fall straight through and like I break my legs and then I just for the next several years just unsuccessfully I'm trying to like wheel myself like into traffic just like cars like swerve and they're like we saved that man and I'm like no you didn't uh, and so I I started sobbing because I was like that is a low moment where I'm like I am too much of a fuck up to kill myself right. um, and so that was sort of like my rock bottom and then my girlfriend came home and you know when we started dating she she was actually much more like say whatever you want a lot of feminism stupid uh she like listened to the bill burr podcast uh she would have been my dream chick like 10 years ago but i was so sort of like social justice brainwashed that she'd be like you want to listen to bill burr and i'm like let me tell you why he's problematic and it's like uh, shocking she wasn't like i'll tie the fucking knot here like you know what i mean <laughs> and like you sound super fun yeah 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 oh, <laughs> just a nightmare but it's you hang around uh, a group of people that will shame you when you step out of line publicly like that um, that you just like I never like people that compared like the ultra left to like cults or anything like that because I still do believe that the uh, the, the the goal of liberals, right, like a more equal society, mm. um, is the right one. Um, so I was just like, fuck you, that's hyperbolic. But honestly, any tribe where you're not hearing outside point of views, whether it's on the left or on the right or, or, yeah. or it's your fucking family or it's your church or it's whatever, if they don't allow other viewpoints in there... It's creepy, man. And then yeah, you get yeah. out, I'm still regurgitating it. Like, there'll be times on this podcast I want to say something and I'll self-censor myself or I'll go to say it, but I'll give, like, a million prefaces yeah. so that <laughs> someone, like, won't think it's problematic just because right, it's right. fucking habit. It's just, like... It's, like, institutionalized. Dude, yes, yeah. that's the word. That's yeah. totally the word. Yeah, because I hate the word cult because I think that's a little hyperbolic, but it's institutionalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of... Um, and then I just started listening. Yo, Rogan had me on, and I'd stopped. I, you know, I'd stop listening to Rogan for a really long time. And I started listening to him again, and being able to hear lefties on his show that I agreed with, but then also conservatives who I still confidently disagree with, but who also said a lot of stuff I liked. Like, mm. like this is really uh, this is fascinating to me. I don't know if it is to anybody else, but I feel like. The right is doing a really good job right now. Conservatives are doing a really good job of shockingly getting young people, especially young men. Mm. And I think the reason is... So you guys know Jordan Peterson? No. Okay, so Jordan Peterson... God, it's so nice to be around. You When you're in, again, that Twitter lefty mob world, yeah. you just assume it's everybody. Yeah. Uh, and then you realize that it's nobody because most people have lives and aren't on right. Twitter. All. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking about that today. Really? That, like, what happened? Did I was just thinking, like, I, I'm i tired. I'm getting tired of everyone being upset. Yeah. The, the Norm thing came out, and I was like, I kind of don't even fucking care. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's exhausting. And then I was thinking, like, I bet, I think most people don't care. Yeah. It's like, it's just because I'm on Twitter, and Twitter's all about, like, Louis C.K. shouldn't be performing. It's like, most people don't even have, or, like, people who are on social media yeah. they're like the don't bald guy who doesn't shit. like his kids yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and it's not a big issue to them so no. like, who cares like to no. them it's like it's yeah. literally like who cares there are mexican kids in cages yeah. i don't care what norm mcdonald said about louis he can't yeah, like, yeah, yeah the fact that we're not even mad at louis anymore we're mad at someone who said they felt bad right. for someone who was accused of something yeah right like 
and then someone will hear us and then they'll be mad at us mm. for defending Norm for defending and it's just like yeah. it's like Groundhog's Day if it was like in hell like it's just awful and people uh, yeah. people feel like they have to be upset about they it. have to comment yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean you remember when the Louis thing first happened and we don't have to get into it but when the Louis thing first happened what was so here's what's scary to me is that everyone else is expected to comment on it if you're a mm-hmm. comic you have to disown him right away or you have to and it's like side yeah like something like norm shouldn't he's promoting his fucking apolitical comedy show why is a journalist even asking him about me too yeah norm mcdonald the guy who made dirty work why are they like and i'll tell you why it's because they want to ask any celebrity this fucking landmine riddled question yeah so that they can get a (laughs) clickbait headline the next day yeah that's like norm mcdonald says something bad about me too it's like right because he's a fucking nightclub comic who's used to talking to other comics and saying yeah. really edgy offensive things and Louis and Roseanne were really good friends of his and he said yeah I felt bad for them it's like yeah. why can't we also see empathy right. for that where yeah. it's like yeah the guy also feels bad for his friends did he speak about it like the most like articulate intellectual way no because he's a fucking comic mm-hmm. right yeah. like he shouldn't He's a comic. And he's known yeah. for like fucking with inter- interviewers too. Fucking with Trolling. interviewers. Yeah. And he, now, he doesn't give a fuck. Dude, now he is on this like Cersei Lannister shame tour where I Googled him today because I was going to write about it. Um, and the first two headlines were like, a miserable looking Norm MacDonald goes on the view to apologize. Like, I think it used <laughs> the word miserable. And then the other one was a pull quote. I think this was Variety. It was a pull quote and it said, uh, it said, it had a quote from Norm that said, like, I've done terrible things. And yeah. it's like, that looks and sounds like Norm MacDonald raped somebody. Yeah. Yeah. If you just see that quote, I've done terrible things. Norm apologizes. Yeah. It's Me Too scandal. You just look at those headlines. You don't even read the article. And you're just I've like, I've done I, terrible things. Yeah. Like, why is he even on the view talking about this? And He's not even the person who was accused of doing anything. <laughs> so, anyway. I don't know. He, was on, he went on the view? Yes, today. Yeah. Oh, this was today. How did it go? Terribly. I mean, not terribly. Like, they were, I mean, they just grilled him. And then eventually they were like, do you want to plug your new show? And he's like, I don't really (laughs) feel right about that. Oh, and then he went on Howard Stern (laughs) while trying to apologize. (laughs) Because he's Norm MacDonald. They were like, shouldn't be laughing about this. (laughs) I would get in so much trouble. They were like, um, they were like, do you really think that like me too... Like something like the victims didn't have it bad, and he's like, "No, of course not. You would have to have Down syndrome to feel like they didn't go through anything terrible." And then now he's on another show the next oh, day, being Jesus. like, "I apologize yeah, for my yeah, apology, yeah. where I said, said that you had to have Down thing. syndrome." Yeah. and like it's just it's crazy. a fucking Jeez. spiral yeah. where it's like, "God, you're apologizing for your apology," and like, yeah. I don't know, man. There's more important. It, you know, like there's gonna be a fucking hurricane tomorrow that's gonna yeah. like kill the East yeah. Coast. Like, fuck. But it's like, but it's so easy to pick comments and comics. I feel because comics are like the outliers. Like they're supposed to think differently. That's their job. I wrote. Think, that's why I said. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's totally. You would always go to them to challenge the sort of norms. It was like, oh, you guys think you all agree, and then a comic yeah. can be like, well, what about that angle? And you go, totally oh, fuck, or you laugh at it, or you go, yeah. oh, that's wrong and fucked up. Yeah, but yeah. that's funny. Yeah, because you then, know, you you think it all the time, and the comics are the people that go like, okay, this is what, yeah, this is it, and you and, go, fuck, you're right. I'm yeah. not racist, but I did cross the street because I'm yeah. an asshole white person. Totally, or totally. I, like, that was, you know what I mean, like shit like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fucking nuts. I think people, pe- yeah, people feel like they have to have an opinion. 
How about uh, just not caring? You don't. Here's what I, here's what I noticed. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm a better human being. Um, I, 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 I realized it was hard because when all this stuff happened to me, they're like, "You're a better human being from what? All, leaving all that oh, okay. and, leave, and not doing that anymore." Yeah. Where like people would be like, um, "Like, how have you changed? Like, did you learn anything?" Um, when it first happened and I was like, I was like, no, it's hard to change when the things you were accused of, you either didn't do or they were blown out of context or proportion or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that, so I just threw my life into, I started teaching jujitsu. I started meditating. I started doing all the hippie shit people in LA do. And, uh, and what I realized was, Oh, I didn't do those things people thought about me or said about me, but I was definitely like more selfish than I should have been. I definitely like in relationships made things about me. Um, I was codependent. I didn't have the balls to like talk to my, my wife about our problems uh, 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 it, 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 instead of acting out. Um, there was so much stuff. Uh, I, I got all of my attention online, um, mm. so it was easy for me to ignore my yeah. friends. I definitely, even with like, I mean, one of the things that breaks my heart about like Robin Williams is like so many of our emails were like me needing help. You know, and like so many of our phone conversations were about like me being depressed. And I would ask him, I would be like, Are you okay? What's going on with you? And he wouldn't want to talk about it because um, he was like a good dude and like going through whatever he was going through. But I still think about that where I'm like, Fuck, I should have done more. And, and now I have a couple celebrity friends that like, Kind of of that stature. I mean, not as much as Robin, but I'm like, I, I I make sure I don't ask them for things, and I just text them to see how they're doing, or like we talk about girls or whatever. And uh, and my friendships are are better. And I mean, fuck, man, I didn't even think. Like I was convinced that I would be a bad dad. I didn't even think I yeah. wanted kids because progressives they they don't want kids. <laughs> uh, you're just supposed to be vegan and not have children. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I started teaching kids jujitsu, and I'm like. I'm really good at this and like kids fucking love me and like maybe I want a kid or at the very least like I'm actually helping people because uh, even when I was tweeting things that I believed that were positive on mm-hmm. Twitter so like y- your fans are probably really well-meaning right and they'll probably like they'll post something about Trump or they'll post something about a school shooting and great do it like I love how passionate young people are but if you're sitting there and you're refreshing it like a fucking Instagram picture, yeah, yeah, yeah. then it's like remove yourself, right? Because now you're starting to do it for the wrong reasons, totally, and that becomes addicting. Yeah, and what's happening is you're probably ignoring the people around you, and you're getting into these fights online with people whose minds you're not going to change. Right. But if you're, I'll tell you this: if you're nice to your fucking conservative neighbor or whatever, and you can actually have conversations and not call them a Nazi. You might be able to change that guy's mind because they look yeah, at you yeah. as a, a kind, compassionate person. Totally. And now they want to hear you out because yeah. you heard them out. Yeah. And so what I realized is like it's not as popular and my Twitter is not as popular and I certainly don't have as much money um, and I'm, you know, picking my life up. But like, dude, I talk to my brothers every day. I talk to my dad almost every day. I would talk to them once a month. I didn't talk to them for two years because I was like, they they made fun of my me and my wife for being vegan. So like, fuck oh, wow. them. I'm going to go talk to these vegans. So we didn't talk for a year. Yeah. Um, and I decided that uh, the last time I saw my grandfather before, his di- before he died uh, and I didn't go to his funeral. Like, 
I was a shitty mm. person. Did that? Did did that lifestyle give you a lot of anxiety by any chance? Just always needing to like. Yes, I was convinced that I was an alcoholic, that I had clinical depression, and I would say on the show that. And I had tons of panic attacks that I was like clinically had like anxiety and depression. Guess what? I have none of anymore. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. None of. Cause, yeah. Cause none of. Whenever I post anything a little bit controversial, which I rarely do, uh, I'll do it, do that tweet, and then I'll like worry about that tweet. Of course you will. Mm-hmm. So that must have been your that was my entire life. existence. Uh, not only that, but that was actually my safe place. Right. The internet. Yeah. Because my real life was worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so like what happened? Did, did comedians they just stopped liking you? Comedians Did stopped you? liking me because I went super like social justice warrior and I yeah. would take like politics side over like comics. So like when Daniel Tosh got in trouble for the like the rape joke, I was yeah. like one of the comics on MSNBC talking about how problematic he was, not realizing the context of it or that it was a joke and not caring. Right. Um <laughs> yeah. and uh yeah, so like you know, uh, like Rogan and Stan Hope and guys who were like friends of mine, like, and their fans are fucking brutal. Uh, so yeah. they all kind of came after me. I had to shut my Twitter down. Um, all I had were these sort of like lefty journalist friends who would only call me if they like needed me or like wanted to get on MSNBC yeah. or like, you know, I like gave two of them like my podcast slot so they could start making a living and could quit their fucking day jobs. Uh, and then, you know, once I, like, needed anything, it was, like, chirp, chirp, you know, like, right. nothing. And and when all this stuff happened, what was really cool is the first people that reached out to me uh, were comedians, were comics. Uh, Rogan and Jim Norton, who I didn't really know that well, uh, Stan Hope, uh, Paul Provenza reached out to me. And they wanted to make sure I was okay because I disappeared. And all of these sort of, like, progressives who knew... That I'd struggle with like suicide and depression and stuff like that. When I disappeared, like, didn't reach out to see if I was alive really? or okay. Because they kind of had their marching orders where they're like, Jamie is problematic now. Um, and what I forgot about comics is on the left, they're so easy to demonize because they, they don't have a filter and they're always trying to say thought provoking things. Mm-hmm. But you forget is we're all comedy people because we're a little broken mm-hmm. and we're vulnerable. Like, whenever I do interviews, uh, or I used to do press And they would be like So tell me Were you like the class clown? I was like uh, No The class clown called me a faggot And pushed me into a locker Like the class clown was an asshole The class clown yeah, yeah, was a yeah. hack The yeah. class clown was a guy Who did like racist accents And like called the teacher a bitch And everyone was like Yeah You're Ferris Bueller Or whatever yeah. The comic was the one Who was getting beaten up By that asshole And we were like Journaling in the back Right <laughs> yeah, Or like yeah. Watching Monty Python Or like oh, Freaks and Geeks Or like shit like that and uh, those were the comedians. We were the broken people. And I used comedy as a defense mechanism. I used comedy, you know, like fucking MMA guys, like, learned MMA to protect themselves. I was like, yeah. I used comedy as, like, my MMA for, like, emotional trauma. And, like, when my mom would relapse, me and my brothers, like, wouldn't know what to do. And then one of us would make the most offensive joke and would all start laughing. And then once that laughter broke the ice, we could, like, deal with shit yeah you yeah. like be like okay so now let's attack it mm-hmm. and so i really forgot that about comedians where you know that's why rogan and doug had me back on their shows and when i was like i thought you guys hated me and they're like no man we were like bummed out we were sad uh and like you're a comic you're one of us and like when i heard that i was just like oh that's right like 
you guys are like much more willing to forgive, which is odd because mm-hmm. they're known as like the loud assholes, whereas the progressive people are known as the compassionate people. But the progressives on Twitter, who again are very different than like your everyday liberals, um, the ones who just want to shame people out of a job, um, you know, it's like one day they're going to realize the reasons they're doing it. Because the reason I was doing it is because I was miserable and depressed. So if I saw someone fucking up online and you could feel like you accomplished something because you're like, haha, he got fired or whatever, mm-hmm. it gives you like sad purpose for like a second and then right, you have to right, move on yeah. to the next guy. And I think there are some studies shown. I think Rogan talked about this, like just leaving a hateful or negative comment. Yeah. Affects you. It like doesn't benefit anyone. Well, it's like, the opposite ever. of sports psychology, right? Sports psychology, you're supposed to visualize these great things and you making these shots and you coming back from adversity. Um, and if you're just spewing hate all day, yeah. yeah, man, that really affects you. Like I walked around, I mean, social media in general, you have two sides of it. Uh, your younger listeners will probably get this one side, which is the opposite of that, which is there's the Instagram side. Where and I like Instagram a lot. Like I'm new to Instagram, but I like it because it's it's a more positive place, right? Like I pretty much follow like athletes and like inspirational bullshit, mm-hmm. um, and I post pictures of like my cat. Um, Same, it's the best. And uh, <laughs> um, at Jamie Kilstein podcast, um, and but Instagram a lot of times because people are posting their best self. A lot of times, especially younger people, especially younger girls, will see these like perfectly cropped images uh, and just sort of assume everyone's, you know, for women, it's like, oh, everyone has this perfect body. For guys, it's like, oh, everyone has like money and these like nice cars and whatever. And so you can be like, oh, these people don't struggle at all. I'm the only one who has these negative thoughts. I can never accomplish that. Mm -hmm. And then on Twitter, it's what you were talking about, where it's everything is so fucking negative and toxic that that's all you see, you know, where I like, I don't believe you remember the secret. Yeah. Okay. So I don't necessarily believe that if you say I am rich, I am rich into a mirror, some kind of energy is going to attract money to you, that law of attraction thing. Right. But I do believe in sports psychology and I do believe that if you can visualize yourself, uh, accomplishing your dreams, right that it's not just going to magically come to you, but you're going to see opportunities. Whereas if you were only like, I'm a piece of shit, the world sucks. You wouldn't even see those opportunities, right? They would kind of pass you by. Cause you'd be like, Oh, I can't do that. Right. I'm not right for that. As opposed to just being like, no, I know this is going to happen. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and, and now let me find, you have to do the work though. You have to, now I'm going to find the ways to do it. It's kind of the same as that, where if you're just only looking for the negative in, 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 in in, in every movie that comes out and every uh, political story, if you're like, how do I make this negative? Yeah. How the fuck do you think you're going to handle your relationships? How do you right. think you're going to handle like, yeah. oh, when you can't find a parking spot? Right? Just everything is the fucking goddamn end of the world. That's why every fucking liberal every day is like, I need another like like me day. I need another uh, uh, self care day. Yeah. It's like I believe in self care so much, like I do it. Um, but when every day is a fucking, I got to take off work because. I saw a commercial that made me sad. It's like, yeah. fuck, this, this is why the Republicans are attracting these young men. Uh, this is yeah. what I was saying in the beginning where... So Jordan Peterson is this guy. That's right. I got so excited that you guys didn't know who he was because all I see is these Twitter think pieces. Jordan Peterson is like the dude everyone on the left's attacking. I don't agree with him politically. He like... 
I think he was saying like he doesn't want to. Canada was going to make it like, like it would be against the law if you don't call trans people by. Oh yeah. Not like, not just their, their correct pronoun, or but not just that. There was like a list of like thirty pronouns, and Jordan Peterson said like if a trans person asked me like this is my pronoun, he would do it. But he was like, I don't want the state to require me to whatever. I don't care about any of that. Um, uh, I'm pro trans people. Um, but the way the left talks about him is like he's fucking Hitler. Where when the left finally, when I like left that radical side of that, uh, the left, I very nervously was like, I'm gonna fucking listen to Jordan Peter. Like as a fuck you. Like yeah. I'm gonna listen to Jordan Peterson on Rogan. And I was like literally nervous because I'm like, oh, okay, he was on Rogan. I'm like, here comes some racism. But he's a best-selling <laughs> author because of Rogan. Mm. And I was like braced for it. The majority of what he talks about isn't even really political. He has a lot of like, he's a clinical psychologist. So the majority of what he talks about is literally like, you should make your bed. Because if you make your bed, uh, you're not going to feel like a fucking slob and you get to start your day accomplishing something. And you should want to, and if you're a man, you should want to take care of your family. Not because a woman can't take care of herself, but like it's okay to be a protector and to like fess up when you fuck up and to try to be better. And walk confidently and walk with your back straight and your, your, and your shoulders back, right? And I heard this stuff and I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> this is so great. Like, I love that because there's not a lot of people on the left. I mean, this is what I try to kind of do on my podcast because I've been around like professional fighters for so long now. I mean, that's how I make my living now that all of these words like discipline or phrases like pull yourself up by your bootstraps or confidence or be a man or toughness it's been hijacked by republicans and a lot of republicans who were born into privilege by the way it's like when george bush tells like the poor black kid pull yourself up by your bootstraps it's like hey your family stole all the boots assholes like but but that doesn't mean that those concepts are bad and that the left gets to be like oh a toughness is bad so i'm just gonna be a fucking puss and stay at home all day or i'm not gonna like work hard and so what happens is young men hear this dude for the first time being like hey get your shit together and be tough or like Jocko who I fucking love who's a Navy SEAL who's been on Rogan's and Tim Ferriss's but I wouldn't be allowed to listen to Jocko because he's a Navy SEAL and probably a war criminal like I'm gonna have him on my show and he's so inspiring where he's like if something bad happens you say fucking good right if you uh, tapped out to an arm bar you say good I'm not gonna get tapped out again if you get fired good you didn't fucking want to be at that job and you wanted to climb to the next level like you're out you get dumped like good you're gonna move on to someone better who actually fit and he's so fucking inspiring the dude wakes up at like 4 30 in the morning every day and like fucking post a picture on instagram like 4 30 and it's like him with like chalk for on his hands from like weightlifting it's like that dude's a fucking man and i would never have been able to look up to him i have so many girlfriends who are like i wish men would be men again yeah yeah. they're afraid they whisper yeah 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 yeah. like they're afraid to be and i'm like fuck yeah you think i'm ever gonna make a first move you're out of your goddamn mind uh and and so but then what happens is these young men are attracted to uh these guys and then they go on youtube and because they're known as being sort of like alt-right or conservative even the ones who are still very liberal because the left has branded them that YouTube will go, cool, if you like Jordan Peterson talking about making the bed, you'll love Ben Shapiro saying that, like, Palestinians should die. And you're like, (laughs) ah, fuck. So then these kids go down this wormhole, and they're like, well, I guess I'm right wing, because, like, that guy kind of spoke to me. Because on the left, if I talked about 
I got like not thousands. I've gotten hundreds of emails from people who are like, because you talked about your depression and all this shit, like I didn't kill myself. Right. And that was one of the reasons that I kept doing the show. And then towards the end of it, we had people writing in and being like, can the cis white man not talk about his depression? Someone said me talking about suicide was a microaggression towards them. Like all this insane shit. And it's like, cool. I'm not a men's rights activist. I don't want suddenly a bunch of like rapey guys to jump out of the bushes and be like, are you us? I'm like, no, no, go back in the bushes. I'm not. But also if you make all these young men feel like they don't have a place on the left or that they're only the problem or that like any form of masculinity, including the good kind, including the kind of fucking masculinity that if you see a fucking gay kid being like picked on in the street, you're going to fucking step in and do something Mm. um, to protect him, to to, to also beat the shit out of him, uh, to to protect Protect him, then it's like, where else are these kids gonna go? Yeah. Um, they're gonna go to what's very appealing, which is men being like, fucking, you got nothing to be ashamed of, which yeah. is also bad. You should be vulnerable. You should take the best of like femininity, right? Just like women are fucking tough as shit too, right? Um, but you should also not be afraid of those qualities that are like good about being a man, yeah. you know? Yeah. When, when things go to extremes, like uh Yeah, man. Like, uh, I was talking to Kurt Metzger. We were both talking to Kurt Metzger. He was like, I knew Trump was going to be president because the lefts are so fucking extreme that everyone goes yeah. the way other side. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so, fucking, yeah. yeah, no, he totally knew that. And when I heard people saying that, I was like, easy for you to say. You're just, like, privileged or whatever. But it's like, no, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, people are hurting really bad right now. This is why I was like, I'm not telling your audience, like, so go listen to Jordan Peterson or go be more conservative than liberal. What I'm saying is like, keep your fucking house in order. Yeah. First, take care of your family before you tweet about it. Make sure you're the kind of person you want to be before yelling at other people about being the kind of person you don't want them to be. Right. Right. And that's what I didn't do. That's what's changed about me. Where now I went from being rich and married to broke and single uh, I go to sleep and wake up every day really happy. Even the days I'm like scared. Mm. Whereas before, if something scary happened, it would send me into a fucking spiral panic attack, you know, like all this shit. And now like I don't. When something bad happens, I'm sure since you told me your audience is like younger, I'm sure a lot of your guys go through like depression or like suicide stuff. Yep. And what I what I'll say is this. Two things, actually. One, uh, because I talked about suicide, I don't want it to seem like I was, like, obviously advocating that. The the people, and tell me if you guys have seen this, the people who write me about, like, being suicidal, a lot of times those emails are, like, the sweetest, funniest fucking, Mm. where you can just tell, like, you're a fucking such a cool kid. Yeah. And a lot of times it's uh it's those kids because they have such empathy and because they're so intelligent. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and probably and self-deprecating and which I'm sure the three of us are too. Mm-hmm. Um they're the ones who are like I'm a fucking burden on other people. I should it would be better if whatever. Yeah. And you want to grab them by the throat and be like you're <laughs> one of the and death. choke them to death <laughs> so they don't have to do it. Yeah. So you can get your primal man rage out like yes. Jordan Peterson says. Masculinity. Um mm-hmm. and uh but you want to just be like you're one of the good ones. Like yeah. 
you can't leave. You can't leave us with all the fucking overconfident assholes yeah, yeah, who yeah. are like just fucking pieces of shit. They're staying. Yeah. They don't think about suicide <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. they have zero self-awareness. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. you think every little mistake you make is like the end of the world and you're like the worst person and it's never going to get better and like you don't deserve the good things you have. And it's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. You don't see how amazing you are. We see it. I see it in just the fucking emails I get, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. It's like we can't lose more of the good ones. Like I've already lost too many of them. The other thing is with depression is so many times it like it has to do with just how you feel about yourself as a person. So like something bad happens to you. You get dumped, right? Being dumped is awful. Uh, Going through a breakup is awful. But what happens is we get dumped and then instead of just dealing with the problem at hand, maybe that's a – or get fired. Let's use that as an example. Fired, there's a very simple solution, which is I need a new job now, right? But instead of dealing with that, you were like, I get fired. I got fired because I'm a piece of shit. I'm a piece of shit uh, who's never going to get a job again, which means I'll never get a fucking girlfriend or boyfriend. I'm never going to get another girlfriend or boyfriend because, and then it just goes on and on and on, and it usually just comes back to your dad, right? <laughs> and, and his secret family. <laughs> and, uh, and, what you should do is it's just like, no, you should deal with that one problem. When it gets into I feel depressed is when you start making it about hating yourself as opposed to I lost this job. Good. Uh, now I'm going to fucking hustle to get another. This sucks. I'm going to sit in this for a while. Mm-hmm. Register it sucks. And then I'm going to fucking get a better job. Or I'm going to get a job in the meantime and I'm going to go pursue my dream or I'm going to whatever. But when it, when we start to just beat the shit out of ourselves, it's not about yeah. the job anymore. It's about like your confidence as a person. Mm. And that's what you have to like kind of yeah. come to terms with first. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And when you uh, beat yourself up about something and then become depressed, your depression is like real. Like you really do think like you feel it. Uh, yeah, it's like no, I I really should kill myself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been there. Yeah, I've, I've talked about it on the podcast. Before. You have, yeah. yeah where it's yeah. just like there's no other. You feel like there's no other option. Yeah, and then you get out of it, and you're just like, oh Jesus Christ. I mean, think about it in terms of relationships too. Like, all of us remember getting dumped by our first girlfriend, and like literally. Telling your parents There's never gonna be anyone else And your parents had to fucking Game face it And (laughs) and not laugh in your fucking face Yeah, yeah, yeah Like, oh, you're gonna say this about like 20 other women (laughs) And then the other one You're gonna be like, no, this is different And no, this is different it's like No, it sucks And then you get past it Like you've gotten past all the other shit In your life I mean, when I went down the self-help spiral It's probably like a Tony Robbins quote Or like someone very self-helpy But where they said uh, You either win or you learn And it's so hokey, but it's so true. Mm -hmm. If something shitty happens and your first thought is, instead of I'm a piece of shit, like, how is this going to make me better? And that's what I learned from being an athlete. If you keep getting punched in the face every time you throw a cross, you have to fix the cross. But it's so immediate because you're getting punched in the face that you're like, oh, I need to fix this right now. Um, Where you you, you have to have that same sort of... uh, Lack of ego uh, and immediacy. Uh, if you're not getting, if life is punching you in the face, where you're like, oh, this keeps happening. You know, I keep getting dumped because people say I'm angry or because people say I don't share my feelings or people. It's like sometimes we we take pride and we own our 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 flaws. Where you're like, I'm just a fucking asshole who gets drunk at parties. It's like, well, stop. 
Yeah. <laughs> like you brag about it, so you almost don't have to change. Totally. You know? And it's like, well, just don't do that thing. I think that's hilarious when people do that. Sometimes though. So. What? I'm just a dick. Dude. I'm yeah, just a yeah, fucking yeah. dick. It's like, don't be a dick. Yeah. Is that a thing we value? Yeah. <laughs> There's no dick currency. Anyway, guys, I'm so sorry I haven't been that funny and I've just been incredibly sappy and sentimental. But that is no, sort like of uh, that has been my my life as the last two years. Yeah. And, um, and you think you've been happier pretty much directly because you're a more positive person? Because oh, you're because you're not in that negative holy, environment. Because I'm yeah. not in a negative environment. Because um, I'm 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 trying to put others before me, and I'm trying to sort of like start my day like actually being grateful about things. You can't be grateful on the left either. You're just like, man, today's a good day. It's just like there are children yeah. dying in yeah, Iraq. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, that's not my fault. I should. I, I'm so, I I will yeah. protest that. Yeah. And also, like, you will be a better activist, by the yeah. way, if you are happy and you take care of yourself. Totally. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I'm better for that. I'm better because I, uh, Rogan talks about this. Do something challenging. So for me, it was fighting, right? And and obviously, like exercise as well with that. Um. But fighting is really challenging. Like I started when I was 28, and like every day I fight. Like, you know, uh, I'm 36 now and I'm like helping people prepare for like the UFC um, and fighting just 24 year old studs. Um, what's great about fighting is you have to feel tough. You get to get confident, uh, but also every day someone beats the shit out of you. Yeah, so it also yeah. gets your ego in check, you yeah, know? Yeah. But just like learning a skill. Like, I mean, like when I first started playing guitar, like just that excitement of like learning something new mm-hmm. and having something to like uh, attack, you know? Yeah. Especially if you're stuck at a job you hate or something like that. It's like, right, blog, dude, put something positive out in the world. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, dude, all of that. I mean, and I have had some of the worst days of my life in these two years. And I am still, this is the least I've ever had financially, connection wise, all that stuff. Um, And especially in the last six months, I've like hit this sort of like very positive stride. And like, I mean, even today, like, I had a phone call with like one of the biggest publishers in the world and old me would have been like, here are all the reasons I shouldn't get a book deal. Here are all the reasons I'm stupid. And like, we're at like 90% done now. Cause I just like, I'm, I, and right before this is so stupid, but I just like, before I was like, I'm going to get a book deal. I'm going to get a book deal. And like yeah. it's shit. Like it helps. It doesn't work. It's not like, mm, a, a, right. it's not a hack. Um, it's literally just believing in yourself. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to have a lot more fucking hills and battles. And like, it's hard, man. It's hard. Like, it's not rebranding because rebranding is uh, uh, calculated. Right. I've seen guys who do that. I would make so much money right now if I wrote the book, uh, Why I Left the Left and the Right <laughs> is Right. A, the king of publishing would knock on my door uh-huh. and he would hand me a giant check for a trillion dollars. And I would go on Fox News and I would have my own fucking show and I'd probably like run for president against some like fucking like Trump or Clinton fetus and win in like eight years, right? Um, but I'm like, I'm still like a liberal guy and I know that's not my values. And especially under Donald Trump, especially in our industry, very like lefty Hollywood comedy. Under Trump is not the time people want to hear like, hey, who wants to talk about nuance and moderation? People are like, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's how I feel. And I know it's how a lot of other people feel. So like, I'm willing to take like the the slow road, road but the only yeah. reason that 
I can do that again is because I'm like, I know right now I'm being the best person I can be. I know that uh, as long as I sort of follow that, people can say whatever the fuck they want. I wrote, I wrote for a site that had some like, that has lefty and righty people, uh, Republicans uh, write for it. And there were verified people being like, he's transphobic now. I didn't write about trans people. Hmm. I just wrote for a site that I assume had right. maybe like an anti-trans piece once, but it's like, all right, well, the New York Times also led us to war with Iraq, so when are liberals going to start writing for them? Like, everywhere is problematic, um, and you just have to get to the point where, like, you don't give a shit what people say on Twitter, and I still do, by the way. If I still get bad comments or I see people say things that aren't true about me, like, it sucks. Yeah. But now, instead of, like, going down that rabbit hole, I close my computer, I go for a walk, I hang out with a friend, I call my family, I do jujitsu, I do a podcast, yeah. whatever. Um, Sounds like you're way healthier than you used to be. Yeah. <sighs> but again, <laughs> it's only because I lost everything. Right. What I would love is if people hear my story and they fucking get out of it before yeah. mm-hmm. uh, totally. they do, you know, because uh, it's physically addicting. I feel like a lot of our listeners, they're, they're young, and sometimes it's cool to be angry. Yeah, oh my yeah, god! It's cool, yeah. cool to be angry. Yeah, but that'll just make you unhappy. So, it, it, so if you're a miserable cunt, listen to this right now. Yep, man up. Yep, and go kill a child. Go, yeah, please, a gay kid. Uh, yeah, no, man. That, feel, that was actually the name. That was the subtitle of the book I pitched. <laughs> go kill a gay kid. Go kill a gay kid. Well, I've got to just say that I think that your happiness is a microaggression towards me, <laughs> and I think <laughs> I think you should apologize right now. So go ahead. Oh, uh, here we go. I have to make another public apology. <laughs> uh, I apologize to my fans that I let down. For, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm happy. Uh, uh, I'm I'm a, a saddest, I guess you would say, um, towards people who currently aren't happy. If my happiness triggered you, um, I will I will go back to being depressed because I'm a good ally. Um, solidarity, you sad fucks. <laughs> well, Jamie Kilstein, it's been good talk, dude. Thanks, yeah. man. What's what's what are your plans? So so now you're okay. Not a miserable cunt anymore. Yeah. So uh, so I have a podcast that I'm actually really proud of. So. It's called uh, the Jamie Kilstein podcast. Mm. It was originally called Fuck Up Pod because, like, that's kind of where I was. But I was like, dude, just love yourself. Also, it's really <laughs> hard to search in iTunes. Yeah. Um, so it's called the Jamie Kilstein podcast, and uh, we we don't really talk about Paul. We talk about a lot of this stuff. We talk about like current things we're fucking up. Like I had Moby on who's like so left wing. And we just talked about like the Simpsons and being insecure with women. Um, I had one of my favorite UFC fighters. And like, we talked about like him growing up poor and not being able to eat healthy and like shit like that. Um, my friend Andy from this band crown, the empire who no one my age knows, but all your listeners will know. Um, me and him do a, a, another podcast together and he comes on mine and co-hosts. Sit and, Sweet. Uh, What's that band name again? Crown the Empire. I don't know. Uh, they're a big old emo band. Do you know? Uh, they're, Crown never. No. They're great. Uh, their new song is actually. I've only been listening to it. Um, they're a new emo band. Ish. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I don't know any of like the people in their year. Like I came yeah. up 
with like bad religion and like yeah. uh, I'm friends with the guys from like Rise Against who are a little and like Fall Yeah, I, that's what I know too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, Tim from Rise Against like came on the show. The drummer from Fallout Boy used to come to my stand up shows, uh, nice. which is like yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm such like a secret pop punk guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Jamie Kilstein podcast it's free and we sort of kind of like you guys have this like community of like weirdos. So you can get that on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Uh, my Twitter is at Jamie Kilstein. My Instagram, my happy place is at Jamie Kilstein podcast um that's it man i'm just doing the shows that i i'm not making myself do shitty bar shows i'm to uh, i'm I'm just doing shows with like people i like Mm. um i'm touring in sydney in the uk later in the year i'm working on this book uh that's it man i'm just living my best life doing a lot of (laughs) jujitsu things are on the up things are on the up yeah and this week especially was the first time i'm like oh, I'm going to be happy and things are going to be okay. Well, yeah. As opposed to, I'm going to be happy in like a studio apartment teaching jujitsu <laughs> yeah. for like no money for yeah, the rest yeah. of my life. Well, dude, congrats on uh, hitting, Thanks, congrats on hitting rock bottom. <laughs> dude, again, great advice, guys. If you're feeling pretentious and kind of you need to check uh, on yourself, get into a, uh, a, a, a terrible relationship and make <laughs> mistakes. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Well, there it is. Uh, check out Jamie's podcast. Uh, send him some hate on Twitter. God, <laughs> please, please don't. Here, can you guys actually send me how I triggered your sadness by being happy? And I will, I will retweet all of those. That was one of the funniest things anyone has ever said to me on a podcast. Yeah, a message to to our listeners: tweet us more. We, I barely get any tweets about this fucking thing. Oh, you, you don't uh, get any tweets? young people are not on Twitter because they're like happy. They're like Instagram, Snapchatty. Uh, yeah, well, no, that's true. That's, yeah, uh, it's usually people in their mid twenties that are like, yeah, dude. Again, it's like even like on my old show like which was like very twitter centric very half of our stories were like this journalist got mad at that journalist on twitter and like anyone under like fucking like 25 was like what the fuck are you talking about because <laughs> totally. they're like not following that shit we just yeah. have to be on twitter because every goddamn comic is yeah I know. and plus i'm not verified on instagram i'm verified on twitter and facebook so i look cool so that's why i'm like i still go on it but like man when i can get famous enough to just like Cat pictures on Instagram That's like the fucking dream But yeah that, That's my dream Yeah but don't feel bad About the Twitter thing That's That's, <laughs> that's why Alright Is your fans have better shit to do Alright well <laughs> Thanks dude Yeah man thank you guys This was uh, easy for us Cause we barely even had to talk I felt like such an asshole I, awesome. I kept I kept like pausing To be like You guys Do you wanna talk Do, do <laughs> I you Do I keep going yeah. Uh But yeah It's it's it's. I've been through a lot So I have a lot of bullshit to say You have a lot to say Alright And well, uh helped this is inspiring to me, actually. To, is it? Because I've been following you for years, and I knew you like you were in the the Rogan thing, and yeah. I just watched you, and I was like, man, it, he doesn't seem very happy. Like, it's, I was always angry. That's so interesting. Now Rogan's yelling at him, so it's good to see you. Yeah, happy. That's so interesting, Even man. Though I barely know because I did, I really didn't I didn't feel it when I was in it until really, and even when people saw me back on Rogan, like the good one uh, in November, a lot of people, even like old fans who kind of wrote me off, wrote me, and they're like, you look really good. Like, nice. you just look, yeah, like, happier. And you look hot. I, yeah, 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 thank you, thank you. Uh, But I didn't realize that until... Uh, I see. Uh, like, I didn't realize how miserable I must have, like, seemed. Because right. I thought it was righteous anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it was just, like, no, like, sad and projection. <laughs> gotcha. Well, onward from here. Onward. Onward. What are you doing tonight? 
We're about to end. Don't worry. <laughs> Put the mic down. I was like, no, one more question. What are you up to tonight? Uh, 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 oh, I, I'm going to that Adam 22. Uh, I'm going to go uh, the No Jumper podcast. He's going to come on. Nice. I went on his last week. Uh, and I, again, I didn't know who he was. Uh, and I was just like, yeah, I'll do your little podcast. And I was like, yeah. oh, you have 9 million subscribers. Mm-hmm. So he's being nice enough to, uh, he's going to do my podcast today. Nice, dude. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, so that's where I'm going. What okay, about you guys? You got shows? I'm headed to Big Bear for. Oh, that's right. For for your that fucking uh, your girls gang bang yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'll hey. be there don't worry cuckapalooza yeah. oh yeah uh, in yeah. Big Bear yeah great mm-hmm. Brandon what are you doing tonight dude going to Big Bear oh yeah, yeah that's, right. that's what yeah. I'm doing come on Oliver are you going to Big Bear I'm driving the car man <laughs> oh hey, uh, thank you you got it I'm bringing the Nutri-Grain bars just in okay. case we probably gonna get hungry <laughs> I wanna go to Big Bear <laughs> I haven't had a Nutri-Grain bar in a minute <laughs> let's do 30 more minutes on Nutri-Grain bars <laughs> alright dudes Thank you, Jamie. Thanks, guys. We end this by saying, I'm sorry, Dad. So, uh, I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry, Dad. I'm so sorry, Dad. (laughs) I'm sorry, Dad. Nice.